All right, we're back. Welcome to the Endurance Athlete Podcast, the podcast as it was originally meant to be. Yeah, like face-to-face. Face-to-face. So with Greg, beer. With beer. Uh, welcome to the Endurance Athlete Podcast. I'm Dan Schamberg. With me in person is Greg Hawkins. Nice to be in the same room with you. Yeah, cheers. Cheers to that. Yeah, so, only a year and a half later. Yeah, so when we originally conceptualized this podcast, it was just us drinking beer and talking crap. About yeah. endurance sports. Yes. And then the pandemic hit and we've been uh, separated. In, in various stages of quarantine for, you know, the last 18 months or so. But now that's officially over. Yes. Uh, until the variants come back and then we're all re-quarantined. But that's another story for another day. Get another booster shot. Yes, exactly. We all need those. Uh, well, today on the episode, we've got a special guest. We're going to be talking about the Vol State. And today's guest is me. So Greg is going to take the reins here yeah. and talk to me about the upcoming last annual Vol State Road Race. Last is, annual? Yes. This is the, the final running? No, it's the last annual. It's a play on when races like 5Ks, marathons, whatever, the first annual, the second annual, and the, you could say genius or maybe weirdo uh, Lazarus Lake decided I'm going to call my race the last annual Ball State Road ra- Race. Okay. Does that make sense? No, it makes no sense. <laughs> nothing about this event. No, nothing about this makes, makes sense. So let, sense. Let, let, let's just start there. So what is the Ball State? So it is not the Ball State as Greg had thought for the longest time. The last annual Ball State. We'll get to the balls part later. Yes. Chafing. There will be a lot of talk about chafing today. Uh, so I am racing for my second time now, the last annual of all state road race. It's a 500-kilometer race, 314 miles from start to finish, across uh, mostly the state of Tennessee. And uh, it is a there, – gosh, there's two divisions. There's right. Solo, right. which I'm in, affectionately known as Screwed. And then Crude, right? And then there's Crude. So in which, 2016 – That's what you did last time. Yes, in 2016, I did this race as crew. I'm not sure which one's harder, to do it by yourself or to convince somebody to crew you for this ridiculous endeavor. That's a very good question. Uh, Definitely running by yourself is harder because you are solely responsible for everything along the way. So it's not – there are no aid stations. Yeah, but you're a much nicer person than I am. Like, I couldn't convince even my wife to do this thing crude. I don't think I can convince my wife. So my dad helped me in 2016. So, uh, and, and he said, no, this time. And so you're doing it screwed. <laughs> no, uh, I wanted... pissed off everyone in your life. And now you've decided to run across a U.S. state by yourself. I wanted to do it screwed this time. Uh, well, in 2016, my dad and I, neither one of us knew what to expect. And uh, so it was a learning experience from both ends. But um, also I was a new ultra runner at that point. I'd only been doing ultras for a year and a half, two years. Right. Uh, and I thought, hey, I might as well run 300 kilometers or 500 kilometers now. Yeah, because because why not? Because why not? Yeah, because why not? Greg uh, is we're over. like four minutes into the podcast and I already have to replenish my beverages. So That's okay. You brought a little cooler here. I with like did. Three of them. I did. Four. So to answer, go back to the initial question. So the Ball State is a 500-kilometer road race across mainly the state of Tennessee. There are no aid stations. Right. There are no checkpoints. 
Well, so let me stop you. So 500 kilometers, how many days do you have? So you have 10 days. 10 days. To run the 314 miles. So, so you, have, you to have to average 50K a day. 30-ish miles a day. Yeah. So 31 point. So you're running 10 consecutive marathons. Yeah, so the, plus let's go to the, consecutive marathons. Yeah, so let's go to the kind of the origins of the race. This race in uh, like the sound of that. It's a good sound. Cheers. Mm. Is uh has been going on since before 2005. And I think part of that it was just a a race that was like 10 marathons that they did. So it was around 260 miles. And then in 2006, 2007, the current... Wait, but like it was 10 marathons or it was 10 like start to finish marathons and you, you know, you went 26.2 miles and then you started at the next one and went again? Yeah, I don't know exactly. I know that it was a different course. So it was 10 marathon length, I believe. So are you running like along the Route 40? Because doesn't 40 go through Tennessee? No, you're not running on the interstate. You're running on rural highways and... And but like paralleling forty ish. Some of it is parallel to forty. Okay. Interstate forty. Uh, and then around two thousand five, two thousand six or so, they the current course as it is, and there have been changes over the time. Uh, it, it kind of went ended up being three hundred fourteen miles. And is that how long Tennessee is? No, it so it doesn't go across the entire state of Tennessee. You start in the, you start in Missouri. Okay. On the banks of the Mississippi River, about maybe 50 yards up Is the bank. Is that like Mem- Memphis side? Uh, northwest. Okay. Uh, northwest Tennessee. So okay. north of Memphis. Correct. And you, Lazarus Lake, the infamous, nefarious, whatever, how you want to describe him. He lights his cigarette and everyone makes a mad dash 50 yards to the boat or to the ferry. And we all sit on the ferry. The ferry goes back across the Mississippi River to Kentucky and we get off there at, uh, I think, Hickman, Kentucky, Green Landing, something like that. And uh, you run about 13 miles in Kentucky. You enter the state of Tennessee, and you have about 300 miles across Tennessee. And you finish up about into south of Chattanooga, cross over the Tennessee River, and you go into Alabama for about three miles. And then the last mile of the course is on a farm in georgia okay. so you actually finish in georgia so you're, you've you've been in four states five just... states well, missouri tennessee, yeah kentucky missouri, tennessee could... alabama and georgia sure 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 and i think the i once reason... drove across tennessee in one day and that was that was an accomplishment and it generally is and so i think the only reason that you run in missouri is so that way you can say you've run in five states Okay. So the race goes across five different Sure. Seats. So that's basically the course. And as a screwed runner, it's just me and whatever I carry on me. Right. Uh, they have a Mainly book. your credit card. Mainly my credit card. Yeah. Because with a credit card, you can really just do whatever. Exactly. You could stay in hotels if you wanted to. There are people that, that plan out their route or how long it's going to take them, you know, pretty efficiently and they know on this day the third day i'm going to be in this town and they reserve a hotel room well you got 10 days so you if you days, like so bank some miles then you can yeah rest up have a tub you know yeah. sleep in a bed exactly and keep going so there are a lot of people who will so take wait, close so, to 10 days to do it yeah and then so the last time you did it in 
Five days, 34 hours, and 16 minutes or something like that? Five days, two hours, 57 minutes, and one second. A number that I will remember for my entire life. 57 minutes. And and one one second. Yes. And I did that crude. And again, one of the learning things that my dad and I, being crude, he was anticipating we would take the evening off, sit by the campfire. He would play his guitar. Banjo. I'd sleep. You mean banjo. banjo. In Tennessee, we play banjos. That's right. And he thought, oh, we'll, we'll just relax a lot, and then he'll run during the day, maybe in the evening. And I was thinking, I'm going to run as much as possible. So you guys didn't have, like, a birth plan? No. Maybe in retrospect, we should have talked about it. Maybe we should have planned, like, we're going to light some candles, and we're going to play some Enya. Yeah. And, and no, you guys were not on the same page. We were on the same page, but he was expecting there to be more rest. And to be honest, if you are a crew person for this race for any crew for any ultra marathon you don't really get as much rest as you think because a runner is going to say all right fill my water bottles help me eat some food and then you're going to drive two or three miles down the road bunch of prima donnas i know ultra runners are prima donnas we we think about ourselves really i know that's all you do think about yourselves (laughs) exactly and so there's a lot of so as a crude runner you know you've got your crew that gets you oh you know drive up the road go get a burger for me or drive three miles down the road, set up a little station for me to sit in a chair or to sleep on the side of the road and, and do that. But as a screwed runner, it's... Okay, so looking back on it with your dad, you probably should have had a better plan. Should have had a better plan. Better plan so that he knew what to expect. And also you could like say, you don't have to remind him, hey dad, you know, it's day three I need this, this, and this. You could just look at the list of things. Obviously, it's not going to, you know, be perfect, but at least it would be something. So do you have that for yourself? Yes, I do have that for myself now. We did learn a lot after the first day. Yeah. Because uh, we slept a lot during that race. I think I ran each night to about 11 o'clock, maybe midnight. And then we slept in the okay, he, so that, a trailer uh, he brought with pulled behind. And so I just hop in the trailer, sleep for six to eight hours and I got up I usually running by six or seven in the morning. So you did the whole thing in five days, like running time. That's total time. Total time. But yeah. you With you sleep. had eight hours of sleep? Not eight hours, but more like five to six. So what's the record? So the record is held by uh, Greg Armstrong and he actually set that record in 2016 of three days, seven hours and change. He was also crude. He's a, great, he's a phenomenal runner, by the way. Uh, and also, so uh, he's, just he's, nice av- he's just averaging over a hundred miles a day. Hundred miles a day, a little less than that. And he's probably getting four hours of sleep or two hours. You know, of sleep. I don't know what his, uh, what his plan was with being crude, but he was crude during that time. So that's the record. I will not hit three days and seven hours. Actually, you never know. You never know. Yeah, I mean, you just keep going. Just keep going one foot in front of the other. And so being screwed, I'm not going to stay in a hotel room. Okay. But but you can. I can. You just can't have anybody helping you. Like I cannot have anyone helping me. So does that mean you're sleeping in a ditch? There will probably be sleeping in the ditch at some point. There will probably be sleeping on a bench. Maybe uh, in a town homeless. I'm essentially homeless. And in fact, there have been reports during this race where police have come up to runners thinking they're homeless people only to find out that. They're just crazy you know, like you don't, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Just move on. Essentially, you're like a bindle stiff. What's a bindle stiff? Well, like you're a hobo, and a you've hobo. got like a stick 
with a like a handkerchief or like a knapsack tied around the end of your stick and you're just like hoboing across Tennessee. Yes, exactly. You should definitely have a bindle stiff. I will you know, I've already got four four pounds in my pack dry without any food. And uh, I don't know if I want to add the extra weight of a stick. Well, I mean, the stick can be used for a lot of different things. You know, checking the depth of the rivers that you're crossing. There are bridges in Tennessee. You know, you know, fighting off rogue dogs, bears. Rogue dogs are actually a thing. And that's, uh, I think I had one encounter. You'll hear a lot on their website that there's a group called the Last Annual Ball State Facebook group page. And there's a lot of chat about encounters with dogs. Some people bring bear spray. Uh, brass knuckles. Brass knuckles are definitely an option. But again, that's a weight issue. And you wouldn't be carrying that weight of a brass knuckle. I mean, but if you carry it the whole way and you get to use it... Um, just once, it'll be worth it. Just once, it'd be worth it. I'm not advocating beating dogs with brass knuckles. But no, these dogs in, in Tennessee, in these rural, rural areas... Rural. Rural. Uh, I had to work on my Tennessee slang, by the way. <laughs> it's been a while since I lived in Tennessee... Uh, dogs will come out. In fact, I had one encounter with a dog or several dogs one evening somewhere in Tennessee. I couldn't tell you where I was and just yapping, crossing the street will come right at you and you have to like stop, make yourself large. Uh, I think I, I did have some spray with me, some like mace type spray yeah. and I sprayed it at the dog and, uh, like it kind of slid them. You're like a mail carrier. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Okay. So. We've, so that's we've, the race. We've gone basically. through what is the vol state, and we've gone through like the difference between screwed and crude. Mm-hmm. But why? Why the vol state? I'm from Tennessee. Okay. So I like so like Tennessee. If if they just came up with some random mm-hmm. ultra ish thing in Tennessee, mm-hmm. you'd be like, yes, we definitely have to do this. But I why think... did the infamous Lazarus, Lazarus, Lake, yeah, Lazarus. Uh-huh. He lives in Tennessee. He lives in Tennessee, yeah. and he has the big dog's backyard. The big thing. dog's in his backyard. He's also got the the one he's really known for is the uh, Barkley Marathons. The Barkley Marathons. Um, so I did this race before I even knew about Barkley Marathons. Right, but what like what's his rationale for this? Because I think he why his, not? at some point he has an, and he's working on or he has run every road in like Tennessee, essentially, and he's a big journey runner. He likes doing long distance thing. Recently, he ran like like three years ago from Providence, Rhode Island to like Providence, Oregon or something like that. Like, just pro- because yeah. they had the same name? Just across the country. Just things like that. You know, he could swim from Plymouth in England to Plymouth in Massachusetts. You could do that. wanted to. We'll talk to Sabrina Houston <laughs> about that as her next one. But uh, so it's just a race that came about like any other race. Why not? It was an idea that happened and. I think in 2006... So no there were, reason except for your guys are crazy. Yeah. Well, back then, there weren't as many ultra runners in the early 2000s. It was just about to boom. And I think when the first few times this race was going on, there were six people doing the race. Like six people total. Now there are about 100 and now screwed. it's super corporate. And it's just definitely not corporate. So lame. It's this, not Iron Man. It's going to be sold to Iron Man soon. I doubt that. They won't have any booze. No booze. Yes, Iron Man. This is definitely not a corporate event. Uh, so it, it started with like six people. 
and then you know gradually there's more and more there was 20 people things like that and uh, the first year i ran it that showed up at the start line i think it was around 90 people total and this race sells out quick like probably the week after this race finishes they're going to start registration and it sells out quick but then in the like the month leading up people drop and there's a constant rotating list of entrants people always wanting to get in even at the last minute i'm sure there's people that are going to be no, joining I, today. Well, that's a surprise for you today. Is I am also doing the Ball State. <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah, no, I am. I talked to Abby about it. Yeah, I've been training. I can see that you're drinking beer. <laughs> if you want to come and do I'm, it, I'm, I'm sure they'll let you. I'm carving up. Yes. On my on my dogfish head. Speaking of Delaware, uh, slightly mighty low-cal IPA. So you're going low calorie, three no, carbs. No, no. The last one I had was the Society IPA, and I'm going to switch back. But this one's only 95 calories. All right, there you go. Okay, so, so you asked where I heard about the race from. Yes. So, so Joshua Holmes, we you were on the podcast with. Uh, I interviewed Carl Studman and Josh Holmes, Holmes, who Josh is the founder of the Run It Fast group. Yep. And I think after I ran my first 100 mile race, I was just scrolling through Instagram. And I saw a post where the guy was in Tennessee. And there was something about Vol State. I was like, what's this? It must it has something to do with Tennessee. And then I, did you go to? Are you are you a volunteer? Yeah, yeah that's the right. University that's of Tennessee right. for nine years. Nine years. I do have two degrees. You know, there. a lot of people go to college for nine years. Yeah, well, I do have doctors. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I do have two degrees though. Uh, and so I, 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 I believe it was Joshua Holmes, and I saw a T-shirt of his. He was like, "Is it?" Or the post is at Fall State. And I thought, "Oh, this sounds interesting. What's this?" Again, you know, newbie in the ultra running community. And I thought, "Oh, I could do that. Three hundred fourteen miles. That sounds fun. Cross Tennessee, even better." Oh, there's nothing about that sounds fun. And so, so that, but like, why in the middle of summer? I couldn't tell you. Other than like, it's a challenge. Yeah. Sure. I mean, 314 miles at any time would be a challenge, but like in Tennessee, in the heat, in the humidity, I mean, I've never lived in Tennessee. I lived in North Carolina for 10 years. Yeah. There's a lot of heat. It's like 95 degrees with 95% humidity. Mm -hmm. So it's like a potential thunderstorms. uh, Well, potential. It's going to rain every day from like 3 to 4.30. Actually, I was looking at the weather forecast. It's going to be around 90, but there's about 50% chance of rain. Every day. Every day. Which means that 100% chance it's going to rain for like 30 minutes a day. So you're yeah. going to be wet. So what are you going to do about yes. your feet? So, uh, feet. Running in wet socks is not good for your feet. So to, I'm, I'm bringing two pairs of socks. Just two. Just two. I'm wearing one, and the other one I'm going to clip to my back to air dry. Right, so I'm always I can rotate every three to four hours a pair of socks, and uh, I've got desitin. Okay, I think if I had one suggestion, and this is just from road marching, from not knowing anything well, about the race, not I'm not knowing anything about I'm, the race, but you knowing are a lot about road. walking for a long time. Got it. I'll take it. Is maybe bring like three or four pairs of socks and just ditch them. Those are sixteen dollar pairs. Pairs of socks. Maybe don't buy sixteen dollars pairs. Why ditch them? Why can't I just rinse them out and then hang them to dry? You can't for the end, but 
keep your feet as clean and nice as possible because I tried to do this during a, a training thing that I did in the, you know, up in West Virginia. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, wringing out your socks uh -huh. is not the same as putting on a nice new fresh, fresh clean, never have been worn socks. Just oh. treat yourself. Just buy it. Like whatever your sock is. In gingy toe socks I, well, is what I wear. Okay, 16 bucks. Who gives a shit? You're flying there. Yeah. You're bringing your children. You're training for this. Like, if you wore a different pair of socks every eight hours for five days, you're only out, what, 200 bucks in socks? <laughs> 200 bucks in socks. Who gives a shit? If it keeps your feet from getting hamburgered, well, that's my recommendation. So I did the uh, Backyard Ultra, and I wore, had one pair of socks, and I, that lasted me 24 hours. My feet were fine. Yeah, but, like, it, it's going to rain. You're going to get, get you. wet. I'll bring an extra and pair. I'll they have will... three pairs of socks. Just ditch them. Just uh, throw them away. I don't know if I can do that. But, okay, so I've got Maybe socks. Maybe buy $8 socks. Yes. And uh, I've got desiccant for my feet. I have some blister... These little like hydro seal band-aid blister type things I put on my toes beforehand. And I usually don't chafe other than that. So the goal is every three to four hours stop, either switch socks or take it off, add some more desitin or um, any other lube that I've got with me. Yeah. Um, okay. What are you clean doing? my feet. What are you doing about your undercarriage? Undercarriage. Desitin one. Desitin. Okay. Yeah. Desitin, desitin is very like very thick. Yes. And you want to think it is it needs to stay on. Right. Right. And then, right. What does it say? Is it sweat and water are like the two main things that cause chafing? Well, Where that yeah, lead to like, like the sweat rubbing? because of the salt. Yes. So it's I've, like, while it's wet, it's fine. But when it starts to dry, it per precipitates out all yeah. the salts. And then you're like sandpapering yeah. your thighs and your undercarriage. Yeah. So I've got desitin. I might pick up some uh, squirrel's nut butter. Okay. I'll use that. And uh, just, I mean, just every couple hours, stop, dry off. Good old Vaseline, off. man. Yeah, I, but it's in a tub, and I don't want no, to scoop they it. make they make packets. Oh, really? So you're, like, lightening your load as you go. All right, I'll look into the, the That's Vaseline. That's why I'm recommending the ditching the socks, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you're fresh at the beginning. You can carry a little bit extra weight, yeah. and then, you know, you finish out with nothing. Basically, every hour, I'm just going to be applying anything that reduces friction. Yes. To my body. And I also have Luco tape. It's, uh, it's a very thick PT tape. Uh, physical therapists use it. It's not like the... On your undercarriage? No, 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 no. Are you shaved? Anywhere that I chafe. I feel like this is just ripping hair out at this no, point. It will rip hair out, but I the areas that when I found my vest or I chafed last Okay, time, so what are you wearing as like gear? What's your gear a situation? pair of shorts, a t-shirt, and my vest. Okay. So extra shirt, extra shorts um, also? I'm just bringing one extra shirt, a light shirt, and one extra pair of shorts. Okay. And I'll just switch to that every six to eight hours. Or maybe I'll stop at a crook. A crook? Yeah, in Tennessee we call them crooks. Creeks. Crook. Crick. And uh, rinse crook. out in the water, or mostly in the gas station bathroom, I'll rinse it out, hang it on the back to dry, and then keep running. The idea is to be as streamlined and as efficient as possible. Sure, 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 sure. What like And what... So you're gonna be sleeping rough. Yes, I do Are have you a, bring a like a blanket or something. I got one of those like little um, safety blankets that can also be used as like a tarp, 
or a you can make a lean to out of it. And so you're bringing like a like one of the foil blankets. Yes, a foil blanket. And I've also got a uh, little plastic poncho. Do you want my poncho liner? How long? How how heavy is it? Oh, it's like four ounces. No, I can't do that. That's too heavy. This is not marching in the military. And I don't have a 60-pound pack. I'm not going to put that I know, on. but like that is very versatile. I'm and sure it is. You'll be much more comfortable. I know. Because like, once you stop, you're going to be cold. No. I mean, you're going to be like sweaty, and it's going to be dark. Are you running through the night? Yes. And you're sleeping during the day? No. When are you sleeping? How, how often are you planning to sleep? As little as possible. What does that mean? I think I can make it through the first 36 to 40 hours without any sleep. Is that a good idea? No. None of this shouldn't is a you, good idea. Well, yes. Agreed. But shouldn't you, like, pace yourself? I am. Are you so trying my... to negative split this thing? <laughs> no. How do you negative split it? Just, like, by days? Yeah, I think I want to average at least 75 miles a day. My target goal is four days or less four days or less less than four days less than four days so that's 75 miles a day maybe a little bit more than that about 77 78 okay and what like what pace are you trying to hit i am going to go with what i learned at the backyard ultra four miles an hour so 15 minute yeah. miles if you said dan you have to do a yard. So in backyard ultras, a yard is four point one six 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 seven miles every hour. I could do that easily. I've done it for the last three years at okay. Big Dog, so I'm used to that. Now I'm probably going to go a little bit slower than that. Yeah, but that's no rest time. That's no yeah. That's no rest. Time. So that's nothing. I'm going to try to get about maxing out your four miles in one hour. Yes, I'm going to be going about maybe one to two miles of running an hour, and the rest walking. We'll see how it goes. Again, that's like a general walk idea. a mile, run a mile type thing. It depends on how I feel at the moment. How have you been training for this? I've been doing a lot of walking, a lot of running, and a lot of run walk training. <laughs> so I'll do like a normal four mile run, but then I will stop and at the second mile and I'll do a, a power walk. So I've been doing a lot of power walking and uh, not just like, leisurely. Like the Olympic power walking? It looks just like that. Exactly. It's really hard on your like. What, like your hip flexors? Hip flexors, the hips. Like the, the outside of your glutes. It's just hard to look at in general. I mean, they're just hard to look at always. So I've been working on power hiking. So when I'm walking, I'm pushing about a 14-minute, mile-an-hour pace. That's a pretty good walk. So I, that's a decent, that's yeah. a decent pace for walking. So I do have a plan, but it's I am... I'm up for adapting at any moment. Right. So it's it's all going to be how I feel. Was it no plan last first meeting with the enemy or something like that? No, no plan no sur survives. survives first contact. First contact with the enemy. Um, so I have a lot of experience with the multi-hour, four hours, yeah, four miles an hour running. Failure to plan is planning to fail. Yeah, I have several plan plans here. Okay. Uh, and then, so what are you doing? But a lot of running and a lot of walking. What are you doing about food and nutrition? Yeah, so Anne LaRue, again, a podcast that you weren't on that we did recently. What were you doing that weekend? You were busy. It was a nighttime one. Uh, so she's like nutritionist. I have children and like so do I. Other, other things to do. So I've been working with Anne on nutrition and helping about 
to learn how to eat at gas stations. And when I go into a gas station... Gem donuts, man. Yeah. Gem and, donuts all the time. But in all seriousness, so I, this is the one thing that I, I learned last time is I needed to improve my nutrition and my hydration. That is the biggest thing. So what did you do this. wrong last time? Uh, I didn't get enough calories. I didn't get okay. the right types of calories. I didn't... So no, not just the quantity of calories or was it like the macronutrients? It was were off? everything. Not knowing when I needed salts. When do I need fats? When do I need carbohydrates? The best types of carbohydrates to get for fuels and that type of thing. And so we, thank you very much. I'll take one of these. And so Anne has been working with me and we've been chatting and helping figure out how many calories I need an hour. I did a sweat test, figure out how much liquids I need every hour. Uh, how to determine so when I go to gas station. could you do this with just like Coors Light and with some salt? Yes, Coors a Light. salty Coors Light. Salty or maybe Coors Light. a Tecate you know, with any, some lime. There you go. You've got everything. You've got salt. You've got vitamin C so you don't get scurvy. And you have the carbs. Anything is possible, Greg. Yes. I'm not going to try on this one. Maybe know. next Anything time. Anything is possible. Next time with my life, wife lets me do this race again. Uh, I'll do it as a Once course. Every like four years, five years. Uh, so I do have a, a nutritional plan in the place that involves. So when I go into a gas station, I know exactly what I'm looking for before I get there. And like bananas. Yes, bananas for potassium. Also, uh, things that are salty. Like uh, I have it written down. I've got a bunch of stuff. But and so that way I can go in and out, grab what I need and be quick. So the idea sunflower is seeds. sunflower seeds. Yes. That's one of the other ones. So it's not just sodium. You also want to get potassium in, yeah. in your body there. And so that's a lot of mistake that people make is just There's a third salt. Isn't there sodium, sodium potassium, potassium and magnesium, magnesium. Yes. And so not getting in, uh, enough of those. So I have salt tabs with me as uh, some okay. chewable ones. Um, they make these like, um, pre-workout salt tabs that you yeah. put in your water bottle. Yeah. Again, this is all about what I can carry that's lightweight. So like the salt tabs is good. Yeah. Uh, and then when I go into a gas station or wherever, I know what type of foods have the highest salt value. Pringles are great. Potato chips. That's why I put Once on a couple pops. You can't stop. Exactly. So I've been eating a lot of gas station food the last month. Like during oh. during my runs. Wow. Like going in there grabbing an egg salad so, sandwich uh, on white. Here's another thing. Um, and, you know, and obviously you don't have a rock on. No. Um, but are you bringing baby wipes? Because you start eating gas station food, um, your uh, your poops change texture. Yeah. So And they get a little bit um, that's more, like softer, but also more like persistent. So I have, that is the one splurge I got, is I've got biodegradable wet wipes. Okay. So that way I can clean. And, but you're not bringing like an e-tool or anything. You're just going to surface shit. <laughs> no, I'm not carrying a shovel. Uh, hopefully I can make it to, bat to uh, gas stations. But it's ultras, you don't go to the bathroom that much once you're running. Yeah, but when you need to go. It, I have a lot of experience pulling off on the side of the road into the thickets and, <laughs> and going to the bathroom. Especially if it has when I do three my three leaves and it looks waxy, don't wipe with those. Good to know. Stay yes. away from poison oak and poison ivy. <laughs> yes. uh, so I've got my nutrition dialed in on, on what I need to do. Like I've got a bunch of goos that I'll eat during like the in between hours where I'm running between gas stations or towns. Okay. And then every three to four hours I'm planning on hitting a town or a gas station enough to refuel. So that's where I'll get my main meals 
and then the two three hours between. Are you eating any like real food? Are you gonna like oh, stop yeah. at a McDonald's and like run yeah. through the drive-through? Yeah, if there's a McDonald's. I'll stop and grab. A my favorite thing on like long after a long run, road march, whatever, was two McDonald's cheeseburgers. Okay. A large fry and a chocolate shake. Ooh, see the ch- shakes are not good. I uh, did a training run once. I stopped at In and Out and had a milkshake and within 10 minutes I was around Mission Bay looking for a bathroom and oh. they were all closed at that point and it was all I could do to not crap myself so so milkshake swim out a little ways I could have gone in, I did, could have done a swim run yes uh, a milkshake is swim not on the with agenda the runs. yes a swim with the runs yes a milkshake is not on the agenda for this race okay but man it is that's yeah. that's a lot of fat yeah. Do you so, need help with that? No, I got it. Just all that gas station food. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to, to the event. I remember last time the low point is it was the middle of the day and like my third day. It was like 97 degrees. There were clouds everywhere except for over my head. And I remember screaming at the clouds because okay, I was Okay, but that's like, like here's another thing that recommends the poncho liner. Mm-hmm. It has ties on it. You can just string it up over your head as a tarp and sleep underneath it. Mm-hmm. And then you're out of the sun. Yeah. I'll be, during the first day, I'll be going, pushing a little bit. Not not pushing, but going. And then the second day, I'll be doing a lot of mainly walking during the day. Oof. I see. If I were you, I'd be carrying water, socks, and a poncho liner. I will be carrying water. I will have socks on. And I will use my... Cheap poncho and have my... you tried that? Cause like I've slept yeah. under those and they're not. It's not great. None they of this is breathe. supposed to be comfortable. But yeah, but they don't breathe. I'm not planning on sleeping for very long. Okay. Yeah, you're not gonna be sleeping for very long when no. you're under those like reflective. Like they don't breathe. They. So it's like, mainly it's gonna the... condense water on the inside of it. It's mainly to lay on the ground, so I get bitten by less. Ants and bugs. If I do decide That's to That's another thing. Are you bringing like the cream, like DEET or anything? No, I've got sunscreen. Like DEET woods off? No, I've never had a problem with the bugs there. I mean, they're everywhere, but I usually wear an arm sleeve and that just protects me. Okay. So, yeah. And the sunscreen. So I'm pretty good on, right, on that. Well, that's. Any of you any other questions? Sounds like a plan. I do have an idea for a, another dumb race. That I want to do. I was yeah. thinking about um, a couple of days ago. I did an impromptu uh, kind of drunken triathlon okay. on Saturday. So, is that what you want to do? Is a drunken triathlon? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I was just thinking about it when I was doing the run because um, I got up, you know, got up with the kids, made them breakfast, holiday weekend, you know, making pancakes. Got to put a beer in the pancakes. Mm-hmm. So I drank the rest of the beer, made the pancakes, went, woke Abby up, said, hey, you know, I'm, I, I need to go for a swim, went down to Mission Bay, did my swim, came back, her buddy was over, we started drinking, I said, hey, I got to do a ride, so I had three beers, and then I went and did my ride, uh-huh. came back, and her buddies were, different buddies were here, had a couple <laughs> more beers, and said, hey, I got to do a run. Okay. And so I went and did the run. I see where this is going. Came back. And drink a couple more beers. But the run I did was from here around, you know, you've done the 
the Tecolote Canyon Run. Okay. It's a 5K. Start at 6. Every hour on the hour, do the 5K. Okay. And you have to clean a 12-pack during the 10 hours that you're doing the 50K. So 10 laps. So it's 12 beers. 10. So it's like a backyard ultra. A it's a backyard ultra, except instead of one mile loops or four mile or four mile loops, it's 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 only five k. It's five k. It's and exactly five k. One beer, but you gotta have twelve total. Yeah, so. have twelve total. So at some point you've got to double up. Yeah, and you have to leave on the hour every hour. Okay. From, well, I guess it'll be eleven hours or eleven, because you've got to finish that last one. Okay. And there's no winner. There's just finishers. There's just. Either you finish, you're all winners unless you drop out, in your, which case you're a loser. It's like Backyard Ultra. Yeah. I like this. Let's, we'll do it after yes. my race here. Yes. Um, oh, I did want to talk about one thing. We have si- set up, and you have signed up for, the Carlsbad Beer Mile. Yes. We're back on. Yes. This will be our... I'm going to beat you this year. No, you're not. Yes. I'm going to learn how to chug. Get it. Relax the jaw. I'm open up the open throat. throat. Um, Look at these thin little bird lips. I'm never going to win. And so we're doing it again. It's a Cherry Beer Mile. This is our fourth year doing it. Uh, technically, we haven't missed a year because we did it at the beginning of 2020 in January. That's and right. So now it's 2021. We're doing it in August. I'm sorry, September 5th. Sorry, August 15th. It's a Sunday. So if you're in the San Diego area and you want to come join us for the Carlsbad Beer Mile, just go to carlsbadbeermile.com and there's a link to runsignup.com uh, where you can sign up for the race and we can also do a, or we are also doing a virtual version. So if you live in Delaware or Tennessee or anywhere and you want to do this and help raise money for the Run for Water Foundation, which is uh, operated or created by Greg Armstrong. This is the third year that we're raising money for this, his organization. Uh, so if you want to do it virtually, you can sign up and do the race in virtually. In 2020, between... we raised how much money? In 2020, we raised $1,000. We donated okay. to Run for Water. Nice. And this year, I'm hoping to double that. Nice. So we increased the price a little bit. Again, Did it you? all goes to charity. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know um, I noticed. So yeah, you can join us if you live in Carlsbad or in San Diego area, or you can do it virtually. Uh, you can look for it at runsignup.com. Look up Carlsbad Beer Mile, and you can also go to carlsbadbeermile.com, and all the information will be there. And if you're doing it virtually, you can start logging in your miles on July 15th. So you have one month to run your beer mile, and if you can do it more than once, but only one, once you enter in your results, that's it. Yeah, I mean... Again, there's no real winner, it's just for fun. Except for Dan lords it over me, but he's never lost until this year. I'm a big fish in a small pond. Yes. How about that? If any runner worth their salt who can also drink comes, well, yeah, I, the, I will lose. Yeah, exactly. So uh, be sure to register for the Carlsbad Beer Mile and uh, help a great organization. Turns out I am a mediocre runner and a mediocre drinker, but mm-hmm. I'm a pretty good drunk runner. Yes, I am a above-average drinker and above-average runner, so I think that's <laughs> that's why I get you mediocre, above-average so if you have anybody that's good at both, I'm toast. But uh, anything else you want to ask or touch base on? No. No? Carlsbad Beer Mile? And, uh, oh, we should do uh, some updates, some quick five-minute updates from the Vol State. I'll teach you how to upload.
things to the website. Oh, man. Now I've got to do stuff? Yeah. Okay. So sure. we'll talk sure, about that. Sure, Hopefully, sure, sure, sure. if I can teach Greg how to use the internet, he will up- <laughs> upload some quick updates from the Vol State race. If I was born 200 years ago, I would have preferred that. I'm sure you would. Yes. So thanks for listening to the Endurance Athlete Podcast. I don't know what episode this is. I think this is episode 18. Once this summer gets over, we'll start recording more episodes. It's just been a lot of busy with camping and and a lot of different Vol things. State things. And Vol State training. But we'll be back with more episodes soon. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe to the Endurance Athlete on Facebook. It's a Facebook group. And uh, follow us on Instagram. I'm the Endurance Athlete. And well, that's about it. You can't follow me on anything. You can't follow Greg on anything. Strava. You can you follow are, me on Strava, yes. Yes, Greg Hawkins and Daniel Schamberg on Strava. All right, I'll see you after Vol State.